everyone, welcome to the Casual Anime Podcast for the 11th of March 2018, and our 9th episode of our weekly viewcast of Darling in the Franks. I'm your usual host, Frederick, and with me as usual is Kashni. Hello, hello, hello. Now, uh, we're, I think we're out of the woods by now, right? Uh, we're, we're done with the fan service episodes. Yeah. No. Well... Like from a narrative standpoint, not a lot happened. Really happened this episode, or would you disagree? Well, there was only a tiny bit of uh, information we got that could uh, change how we see it. But uh, I felt it was uh, trying to build up on the Goro Ichigo thing from last episode. Yeah, and there were like uh, two timelines and three major events. I think there were. Basically, some kind of pseudo Christmas thing where uh, all of the kids got a, a gift from daddy. Not creepy at all, but uh, sure. <laughs> it was a once a year occurrence that they could request anything from daddy, I think. Um, the second part was that they had to defend the plantation from a jellyfish esque klaxosaur. Uh, they end up messing up and. Uh, Goro decides to be the hero, ejecting Ichigo out of the fra- out of their franks and uh, <laughs> kind of making a sacrifice, I guess. Yeah. And so uh, the platoon ends up retreat- retreating, and then they have to lo- launch a rescue mission uh, to save uh, Goro, who's now trapped inside the Klaxosaur. Um, meanwhile, um, we get these flashbacks to. Uh, Ichigo, Goro, and Hiro when they're, I don't know how old they are, maybe eight, maybe? I, I don't know. Yeah, hard to tell. <laughs> yeah, give me your best estimate. Yeah, eight. <laughs> okay, coward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, sure. And we get a little backstory of uh, why things are significant and why things are the way they are, and we'll get into them very closely. Uh, so let's uh, cover the gift uh, or the Christmas scene first, I guess. Yeah. Was there any gifts that uh, piqued your interest? Yeah, the mirror from uh, Nomi. Yeah, that, that was. Uh, it's... I would just say, hero, don't uh, don't rewrap gifts. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I need you. To, I know you need to tend to your harem, but uh, you can't just uh, when when one girl moves out, you can't just rewrap her gift and give it to Zero uh, too. <laughs> it's, uh, it's kind of a cheapskate. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, being serious, it was uh, probably a very nice ge- gesture, at least. So zero two probably appreciated it, and yeah, and you can see it uh, in the night when she was uh, sitting in the window and watching herself in the mirror. Yeah. So does this mean that? Um, Plantation 13 is special, or do all kids, except Zero Two, get a gift from Daddy? Well, uh, probably uh, Plantation 13 is special. Yeah, I think uh, Daddy the... has a special uh, attention to this uh, plantation. Yeah, and it is the test plantation after all, so or the yeah. test platoon or whatever. And the hero and Ichigo and. Uh, Goro has been together since they were bred, born. 
yeah, we. <laughs> the exact definition of that is probably still up in the air, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there was some interesting gifts. I don't know how significant they're going to be, um, but they at least showed some intention by showing them. Um, I mean, uh, Mitsuru got a fountain pen, I think. That was kind of uh, boring, right? Yeah. <laughs> what does he want with a fountain pen? <laughs> yeah. Goro got Who a knows? fishing rod. Uh, I guess that's uh, kind of makes sense, and I think uh, Kokoro got a sewing sewing kit. I think, or was it yeah. something else? I don't. Yeah, I think it was sewing kit. Yeah, and Ichigo got a stuffed doll. Do you think? Uh, yeah. Do you think she's a little too attached to uh, stuffed dolls, perhaps? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> If uh, that meaning you mean Koro. No, Ichigo. Ichigo got yeah. stuffed up, yeah. Yeah, Koro is probably a stuffed up, I mean, uh, following her around them. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't quite get that. Oh. And there was also a, a note from Daddy, which is. Uh, well, my first thought was, of course, can Sorrow may even read, but uh, I guess he can. <laughs> yeah. And it was like uh, this to totally brainwashing thing. It was like, um, you're doing a good job, you're important. Uh, please continue to die for us. Um, I love you all. It's basically <laughs> giving them a lot of compliments and then... Uh, by not really saying anything at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, the whole uh, cast is uh, brainwashed. It's uh, kind of the plot. So. Uh, it, yeah, it this would is be... a good strategy. I mean, bribe them with presents to make them lose perspective. Yeah. Give them gifts to make them feel important. And they could ask anything of him. Yeah, well, there's probably some kind of limits, yeah. I guess. And none of them asked for anything extravagant anyway, so... It's probably no sweat of well, daddy's back getting all those presents. <laughs> yeah. So, do you think uh, Hero's gift is a metaphor for something? I mean, I never took him for a creeper, but uh, bird watching, I guess. I mean, a guy well, needs to it's... tend to his harem. <laughs> yeah, but you know the bird team is going around the whole show. Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's very ham-fisted. So uh, I was hoping it was some hidden allegory to hero watching girls, but it's probably not. <laughs> yeah, I I could see a hero dying in uh, the final episode because of the bird metaphor. Oh, the final episode. Well, yeah. that made me think of uh, this episode because I saw like a slight possibility of Goro dying from uh, yeah, I, the beginning of the episode but that just didn't play out I kind of called it uh, two episodes ago that uh, Goro was going to die and I was like uh, when he was in the watery thing it was like yes come on kill him off but uh, yeah it's not the usual trigger way to do it 
Well, they could have killed off someone, but uh, I think yeah, but that would probably come later because uh, he didn't uh, he didn't leave a memento to it for, for Ichigo. It wouldn't yeah. be any emotional impact yet, or the payoff would be greater later if he happened yeah. to die later. And he still had the gift he was going to give her for. Yeah, and that's I don't some, know. Uh, that's some low key obsession, I think. Yeah. Like, uh. But, but you get the feeling from the three episodes back, I think it was, when, uh, he, when uh, Ichigo and Zero Two was fighting, or was going to fight, and you saw Goro uh, withdrawing from Ichigo. You kind of saw him as uh, he didn't have the, the guts to go for it. Yeah, so kind of his character. let himself be cucked for way too long, I think. I mean, it's way yeah, too easy can't... for a hero to just uh, slide in and steal his girl without him even trying. Yeah, he kind of likes it too in this episode that uh, I'm fine with uh, being uh, cuckold. Yeah, and he even admitted it to Hero too. He's like, uh, only you can do to Ichigo what she wants. <laughs> I mean, doesn't it depress you knowing that everything... Everything that makes Ichigo happy, you're not capable of doing anything, any of those things. Yeah. <laughs> so I was kind of hoping he was going to smother Hero in his, in his sleep with a pillow or something. But... Yeah. He's way too good a guy. He should have some uh, some dark darker sides. Yeah. He should at least but, uh, uh, contemplate uh, snuffing him out. Snuffing but uh, as, uh, as uh, Guru was uh, being saved, I'm kind of glad he, he got saved because uh, they didn't use him to drive the plot forward. You know, uh, it's kind of a trope now to kill off a character to generate a, a impact. Yeah, I was kind of not really uh, that bothered if he died or not, but obviously he wasn't going to die. Or yeah. when they actually went to save him. It would be Ichigo who was going to die if anyone was going to die. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. And uh, the flashback from uh, way before. Yeah, yeah. Goro uh, is kind of... He's a loner. He, he, he fights people to get himself hated, to be alone. And, yeah, it uh, didn't work. Because uh, no? Ichigo and Hiro are too nosy. And that's, and kind could... of, that's kind of uh, what I disliked about this, is the ham-fisted message of, oh, we'll do better if we work together. Well, of course, but I don't need that message ham-fed. We already know that. It's kind of obvious. Yeah. It's the concept of the entire show. A girl and a boy combining in one francs to move it. Yeah. <clears throat> So, uh, but I did like some of the hair clip uh, mechanics, though. I guess uh, she has been wearing it the entire time, right? Or I haven't noticed, but I guess she has. Yeah. I mean, that's such an easy detail to include, so... Uh, she probably has, and then... Uh, It was a good thing that uh, Goro admitted that, no, this isn't Hero's hair clip, this is my hair clip. 
and I've been holding it for all this time. Yeah, waiting and for a I... chance to give it to you <laughs> because I love you, and it's like, oh. Yeah, it kind of caught her off guard. <laughs> yeah, and he actually came out and said that instead of saying, well, no, this is Hero's. I found Hero's uh, hair clip, and uh, Hero is ob obviously special to you, and you should continue pursuing him. Instead, he goes all out. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh... What well, about... after well, after the you know the confession and this, isn't it kind of a death flag? Uh, you I know, think, that's I think a lot more is gonna happen first because nothing really yeah. happened this episode. I mean, no, but the confessed is uh, one dying love for uh, Ichigo, and let's just kill him off now. And uh... yeah, but who is gonna take over? I mean, someone has to pilot the Franks. Yeah. So uh, I don't think Zero Two is going to die. No, no, no. Because no. she hasn't, doesn't have a name yet, so who's going to take over if Goro dies? Well, that would be Hero, but that's not going to happen in the near future, I think. Hmm. Well, <laughs> that's just uh, my two cents. Um, yeah. Uh, and you get um, some information here from uh, the plantation that they can fire a shot to the Klaxosaurus. Yeah, but that was but, only some last resort thing, I think. Yeah, but if you could do that, why didn't you do that when in episode one? I think it's implied that they just dump all their fuel at it or something and then you blow it up or something. Yeah, and yeah. it's not even guaranteed to work. So that is why there is a secondary line of defense. But yeah, their 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 defenses are paper thin because uh, even this episode they failed. Um, yeah. Let's see, <clears throat> Miku and uh, Zorome uh, go too deep, and <laughs> they get tangled up in. Uh, <laughs> tentacles and uh, they have to be rescued uh, and just as uh, Ichigo and uh, Goro uh, extract uh, the two other dummies uh, they get sucked in but uh, Goro decides to eject uh, Ichigo to protect her I guess and uh, yeah. then they get the order to retreat Ah, retreats, which has never happened before, I think. It's like, uh, mission control usually does, d doesn't inter interfere. Why are they interfering now? Yeah. It doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, because, uh, in previous episode, they were just, uh, they couldn't care if they died. And then, so. uh, we get this really weird scene in the control room where it was like, uh, well, actually, we're going to sacrifice Goro. And you're going to defend while uh, while Goro dies. Uh, and it's weird they let her communicate with Goro, or they let someone who's so not in control of their feelings make a decision like this. It's like, uh, 
what is more important, the plantation or this one life? And they are soldiers for all uh, intents and purposes, so... This test platoon is uh, sure stretching it far to <laughs> get whatever research they really want. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but uh, the result of this is that uh, Ichigo has to go in alone. She's dropped off at the top of this jellyfish thing, um, and she has to swim through like a uh, hundred meters of uh, goo to get to uh, the Franks with uh, Garo trapped inside. And I was the thought just hit me that if Ichigo had stayed inside, the exact they same wouldn't outcome. Have. Yeah. They, they wouldn't have had this problem because they ended up breaking out. <laughs> but they wouldn't have killed the Klaxosaur. Because see, they detonated the reserve fuel pack. Well, they could have done that. There's nothing yeah. stopping them from doing that. No. And I mean, Hero was uh, at the edge of... Uh, was seconds away from self-destructing when uh, Ichigo but... showed up because he can't, uh, he can't access uh, the powers of something without the stamen there. Yeah. I feel like they're lacking uh, battle experience in this. Uh, they clearly shows it in this episode. Because if they had done that from the beginning, you know, it would have been KO. So, uh, but you don't have time to analyze the Klaxosaur before you're going out because you don't know what's going to show up. It yeah, could be it the. G class, I think. And. It didn't look like anyone was equipped to deal with it. Um, it looked kind of sturdy. Um, and does that mean the next time a G class turns up, it's just a 50 50 if they can save the plantation again or not? It's... Yeah, and last time the G class showed up, uh, they had to go power up for Hero. Yeah, that was. Uh... So he had to step it, it up and almost died. Yeah, and, and I think they're evolving at least uh, a little bit in the fighting way. But uh, it's not enough. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, is there anything um, particular you noticed when uh, in the childhood scenes? I think there's two things that are pretty important. Uh, firstly, is that Hero is uh, very charismatic. Or either yeah, that or is very popular. Yeah, he's friends with everyone. Yeah, uh, or he's just that kind of a person, I mean. Yeah. There's always those, and, uh, those guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you, you could see that him popular. walking past uh, uh, Goro and Ichigo. Just after the fight, he didn't say anything to them. Yeah, well, so, he knew. Uh, he knew uh, or no, no, no. I mean, he knew who to comfort, or no, uh, I, I, I'm not sure about that because were they friends already? They must have been friends already. Yeah, because this was no, this was after. Yeah, but this was uh, before he, he gave the hero, uh, hero was already friends with Ichigo. Yeah, I think. I think that's, uh, or I think Ichigo already looked up to Hero. That's kind of, that's kind of the dynamic. 
Ichigo yeah. looks up to Hiro and uh, Goro looks up to Ichigo. And they also admire Hiro in a strange way. Yeah. What we also saw was that their uh, numbers were etched on the colors they had. So we know that uh, their numbers are probably determined very early. Yeah, probably by birth. Yeah, so that means their powers also manif manifest very early. Hmm. If they can sort them into uh, like strength-wise uh, so early. Yeah. Um, we're probably getting some information about how how they are doing that in a later episode, but yeah, they, some, they haven't. Some retcon Jedi way. It's like, oh, we count the midichlorians. <laughs> this is yeah. a huge disturbance in the Force. Um, well, uh, this show uh, lends heavily on Western culture, so at least from movies. Yeah. I'm seeing a bunch of references. You know, blowing the thing from up, uh, in, inside is... Uh, you could get a Star Wars metaphor from that, or yeah. <clears throat> well, no, what? Yeah. What was that an innuendo? <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll go with it. Uh, yeah. My favorite favorite scene from this uh, episode, though, was uh, the slideshow uh, of uh, them growing up and uh, Goro realizing that he's grown taller than them. And this it's just one this this one frame of him uh, kind of like sh displaying that he's uh, taller than them now, and that was kind of uh, subtle. Yeah. It, it was a lot of information without saying anything, I guess. It was good yeah. storytelling. I um, I think the best scene was uh, Miku uh, uh, taking uh, shots at uh, Ichigo. Oh yeah, How there was uh, that too. That was kind yeah. of an interesting one because uh, there was a fourth wall break there too. Did you see it? No. Uh, you saw um, Mitsuru, uh, no, Sorome uh, cowering up against the wall when uh, when Miku went in, right? And he's trying to yeah. make him as small as possible. And we see them, I think we see them from the back first, and then he's edging out of the frame. And then they switch to, to a sideways angle, and then he realizes it, and he edges out of the frame the other way. And it's kind of like, yeah, you, okay, you know you're in an anime, right? Yeah, okay. Hmm. That was pretty interesting. Uh, very, very fine detail. Well, you have an uh, eye for details. Uh, I couldn't catch that. Yeah, well... Nothing really happened, and I was kind of bored for most of it, so I yeah. guess there's that. Um, yeah. I really hope uh, for this to get more grim, dark uh, atmosphere soon. Add a little despair, add a little violence, death, blood. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Zero um... Two needs to unleash soon. I uh, I'm not really sure how they're driving the plot forward from this. Uh, you have the nine iota guys or guy or uh, you're bound to see something of him soon. Um, 
And the plantation is moving somewhere, isn't it? Yeah, and there was always this talk of the front line. Um, when is that coming? Yeah. Is it coming? Yeah. Yeah, probably, but... Uh... There's uh, so much uh, mystery here. And uh, <laughs> did you catch uh, the one thing uh, Miku said in in the Franks? Uh, mind me. Yeah, I can't move. She said when they got caught in the bubbly slime. Yeah, that was prop. Uh, is that a reference to like? Uh... Her body is the Franks again. I think that's yeah. I think that's just the same. Um, but they did break out of it, though, didn't they? And then they went in yeah. again like idiots. <laughs> yeah, and the whole reason for them getting uh, pummeled away. Yeah, I was expecting more when I saw those tentacles, but uh... <laughs> yeah. It's not your Saturday night show, it's uh, Saturday evening. Yeah, so uh, I think that's all I had. Um, yeah. Um, well, basically this episode is about uh, Goro. Yeah. And Ichigo and, uh, and a little bit Miku. I think that's very easily indicated at the start of the episode. Yeah. I think uh, we had had the curse or blessing or whatever. It's, I guess, in the ears of the listener. Um, that whoever is important in, in said episode narrates the first, uh, the first seconds of it. So uh, this episode, we had Goro saying some lines about... Uh, I don't, don't even remember what he said. Probably something about childhood or something. Yeah. And then you and, uh, immediately understand who's going to be the focal point of this episode. Yeah. And uh, me, no, Ichigo and uh, Goro is peeping on Zero Two. It was kind of. Haha. Yeah. Um, Ichigo is I very jealous, I think. Or yeah. kind of jealous. Without realizing it, because they don't know what love is. But uh, Goro seems to be uh, evolving in that department. Yeah, he's just taking it from a philosopher's uh, point of view. Yeah. He's like, okay, well, it means someone I like, someone I like being with, someone I want to make happy. And then he just goes from there. Yeah. And, and basically, need to be if... embarrassed because there isn't necessarily something to be embarrassed for. Or... Yeah. And uh, basically, uh, if you take out the 9 iota and front lines, it's just a show about brainwashed children and they them discovering sex and attractiveness. Yeah, but if this is and the feelings. entire show, I'm gonna be sorely disappointed. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, they could do uh, Angel Beats. So. Oh, uh, should I spoil Angel Beats? Probably not. No, 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 no. Okay, uh, well. very well. Um, but as you can hear, our this just is a downward spiral. These episodes, yeah. uh, we were probably lacking some uh, 
some fresh ice, but uh, we failed to acquire a guest this episode, so uh, I'll just throw this out there right now. If you want to be on the show, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter and. Uh, Yeah, casserole on the main pod. Yeah. And maybe I'll be on the next show. Yeah. Okay, uh, I think that's it for now. Yeah, goodbye.